For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 13th of February. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by our title sponsor, everything, Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, Whatever kind of accident you're involved in, slip and fall, hit and run, motorcycle, I send you to where you're going to be treated like family just like I was at the start of Zaslow Show 2.0. All of this is possible because of Anna Jar and Levine's support. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. Got a fun show planned today. I'm glad to have you starting your Tuesday with, with us here. And, of course, got a few more things as far as the football is concerned, as far as the Super Bowl. I feel like usually, obviously the day after the Super Bowl, Monday, all Super Bowl reaction. And I also feel like Tuesday after the Super Bowl, you get a lot there too. You get you, you like like you get the rest out of your system. And then by the Wednesday, you got to start moving forward. You can look back a little bit at the Super Bowl and the NFL and all that stuff, but you got to start moving this thing forward. No matter what, either way, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your wagering needs. Basketball, pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you could follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, 
for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. So, here's what we got today. It's Tuesday, so you know we got Twitter Jam, all right? And we got Heat basketball tonight. The Heat are in Milwaukee Bucks. It'll be the second night of a back-to-back for them. For the Heat, no Terry Rozier, no Josh Richardson, no Jimmy Butler. Butler is still on leave. He's dealing with a death in the family. Lousy situation. I I hope that that works itself out. Well, it works itself out. If there's death in the family, there's no working itself out. But I I I hope that he starts feeling better sometime soon and gets back to the team. Josh Richardson, it seems to be a dislocated shoulder, right? We don't have a timetable there. But the good news, Terry Rozier. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. Terry Rozier. It is a sprain knee. He avoids any major injury. The MRI comes back as good as it could have possibly been. He's going to be reevaluated on a week-to-week basis. So that is very good news. And that obviously leads to the very real possibility that Rogier could be back shortly after the All-Star break. So it'll be like a total of two weeks he'd be out. But really like one of those weeks, he didn't miss anything because of the break. That is very very good news. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. So, he'll be back before you know it. Let's get to things that took place last night. So, a few news and notes as far as things that took place last night. Now, not a good time with the pick and didn't did not do well with the picks. Of course, every Monday I'm on Driving the Line, youtube.com slash at Driving the Line. That's the brand new uh, venture. Jonathan Coachman, my man, Alan Bell, AB. I'm with them on Mondays. I'm actually going to be hosting the show Thursday and Friday this week, but I'm with them every Monday. I I did not do well with my picks last night. Overall, though, Kansas, uh, Kansas got killed. Number six, Kansas got killed last night. Bill Self was thrown out of the game. First time in his career he's been thrown out of a game at Kansas. That was surprising to hear. Texas Tech won 79-50. As far as the NBA goes, few news and notes as far as the association. Philadelphia with a great win. At Cleveland, 123-121. Buddy Heald at 24 points. And the Cavaliers have been playing as well as anybody in the league. We know Philadelphia is going to try and hang around until Embiid can come back. That was a huge win for them last night. How about the big controversy in the NBA last night? Houston beats New York, 105-103. With the game tied at 103, Jalen Brunson gets called for a foul. Jalen Green chucks it up at the buzzer. They call a foul, very questionable call, period, as far as the contact. But when you actually look at the play, I mean, Jalen Green is, he's like backpedaling. He's five feet behind the line. He throws it up with one hand, and they call a chintzy foul like that. Very tough to swallow if you're the New York Knicks. Goes the line, makes two out of three free throws, game over. Rockets win 105-103. And, and here's the kicker. If that wasn't bad enough, Pool reporter, after the game, caught up with the crew chief, Ed Malloy, who sucks. Ed Malloy stinks. Caught up with the crew chief, Ed Malloy, who then told the crew, uh, uh, the pool reporter, upon seeing the replay after the game, they blew it. That should not have been a foul. Oh, I'm sure the Knicks feel all better after that. This is why the NBA two-minute report, which I assume will confirm what Ed Malloy admitted to there, the NBA two-minute report is so stupid. Just like... Ed Malloy telling the pool reporter after the game that they blew it is so stupid. 
It doesn't make anybody feel better. It doesn't change the outcome. It sucks. So, very controversial finish there last night in Houston. The Knicks lose that game. Milwaukee. Hey, Doc Rivers. Back-to-back wins. The Bucks beat Denver 112-95. That was one of my picks. Nuggets were plus one and a half. Felt really good about it. They were never in it. Bucks blew them out really from start to finish. And how about the Golden State Warriors? The Warriors are playing very good basketball now. The Warriors win in Utah 129-107. I know Steve Kerr the other day said something to the effect of uh, the Warriors. They feel like things are heading in the right direction now. They got a special group. And it seems really stupid to say something like that. But the Warriors have now won five in a row. And they are over 500. They're 10th in the West. I mean, if, if you don't get out of the play-in, you're facing one of the top two seeds come playoff time. If you really want to have a chance to make a little bit of noise in the West, you got to get out of the play-in. You really probably have to get to... I mean, I look at this Western Conference. It's a bloodbath. If you're if you're in the play-in, so you're only going to be seven or eight. You, right now, you would face either Minnesota, who kicked the shit out of the Clippers last night, either Minnesota or Oklahoma City in the first round. And... If you move all the way up to, let's say, number six, well, number three right now is the LA Clippers. And if you were to move all the way up to number five, okay, well, then your reward would be the world champion Denver Nuggets. The top, this Western Conference is loaded. Look at the top six in the West right now. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, LA Clippers, Denver, New Orleans, Phoenix. There's one team that you're not afraid of there. It's New Orleans. That's it. Every other team there... You, you, you could legitimately look at it and say, these are top-tier teams. And, and, and by the way, the Eastern Conference feels pretty loaded too. The top two teams, Boston and Cleveland's really good. You know I think New York is a big-time contender. I don't believe in Milwaukee, but they are 35-19. and 19. So really you got like top three or four in the East feel like big-time teams. In the West, it's top five or six you feel like it's big-time teams. So, there you go. That's a little bit of what happened last night. So, let's do a little bit of cleanup as far as the NFL and the Super Bowl is concerned. Still, the big story coming out of the Super Bowl, I told you, the biggest stories are Patrick Mahomes, where he belongs history-wise, and like I said yesterday, it's hard to believe he's ever going to catch Tom Brady at 7. If he has any chance of catching him, he had to win that game yesterday, uh, Sunday, which of course he did. But it's still hard to believe he's going to catch him. Sunday's win was so important in regards to catching Brady because it allows Mahomes the opportunity now to do something Brady has never done, to do something Brady never will do, obviously, and to do something no one has ever done in the Super Bowl era, and that's a three-peat. That is something Mahomes will be able to, a a notch on his belt that he'll be able to say, I did this, Brady never did. And that's a big deal. Now, while maybe it's not the same as winning seven Super Bowls, being the only player ever to win back-to-back-to-back, that would be enormous. And by the way, for all the Brady's the greatest, you know, supporters... How, how about this one, which will never, ever change? At worst, it seems, Mahomes is the second best ever. But how about Brady 
forever getting to tell everyone he never lost to Mahomes. Never lost to him. Gave Mahomes his first ever playoff loss. And when they faced in the Super Bowl, beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Beat him down, right? Like, how good does that look for Brady? For anyone that wants to make the case about Brady forever being the greatest of all time, you talk about how amazing Patrick Mahomes is, that means shit to Brady. Like, that's a notch on Brady's belt where he's always going to be able to one-up Patrick Mahomes and all the Patrick Mahomes uh, uh, supporters. Like, how great does Brady look right about now? And it was Brady in his 40s that beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I mean, Brady, he's retired and still comes out smelling like roses. So that's the number one story is Mahomes. But the number two story, and probably uh, like right behind it, is Kyle Shanahan and the overtime stuff. So, we talked a lot about it yesterday. I, I, I can't believe, I, I don't understand like these clips, and maybe the clips are being taken out of context, but the clips that I see uh, of folks on television, and, and they're just crushing Shanahan, not just, I, you could crush him for taking the ball first. I agree with that. But crushing Shanahan and the 49ers for not knowing the rules, for not knowing that the rule is different in overtime, I don't understand how no one checks these guys who are giving that opinion. Because, again, how the hell does it matter? How does it matter? Kyle Juszczyk, after the game, is saying he had no idea that if you score a touchdown, that the game keeps going. Number one, you didn't score a touchdown. And number two, whether the game keeps going or it doesn't keep... Like, if you think that the game ends when you score a touchdown, wouldn't you still be trying really hard to score a touchdown? How does anything change? I understand, like I said, you know, Donovan McNabb, all those years ago, got crushed, and rightfully so, for not knowing that you could tie at the end of overtime. He thought the game keeps going. That makes a major difference. If you don't know that there could be a tie, you're not going to have the urgency... Maybe you're not going to play as fast. Maybe the clock's winding down or the play clock's winding down. You don't care because there's not a tie. We're going to go into double overtime. That makes a major difference. Not knowing that a touchdown doesn't end the game doesn't make any kind of a difference. You're still going to be trying to score a touchdown. And then when you score that touchdown, you think it's over. Okay, but it's not. They're still going to get the ball. So what? So what? Why does it change anything? The only person who needs to know the rules there is the person who's in charge of the strategy and essentially calling the plays as well. And that's the head coach. It doesn't matter if the players know. It doesn't matter. Now, if you want to debate whether or not Kyle Shanahan chose to get the ball first because he actually didn't know the change in rules, hey, that's totally possible. Now, he claims that he knew. He just wanted to get the ball third for a sudden death, meaning they score... Uh, uh, the Niners score a touchdown, the Chiefs score a touchdown, you then get two out of three possessions because you get the ball now in sudden death with a chance to score. I think that theory is flawed, not just because the Chiefs may have gone for two and then the game's over. I don't care about that. You you could stop them and then the game's over. It's flawed because you want to go second, meaning you get four downs. Knowing what's in front of you, you get an extra down, and that is enormous. 
It's enormous to be able to have four downs instead of three downs. And by the way, here's where it's also flawed. Because if you're Shanahan and you're so com- like you feel that Mahomes is going to score on his end. So you want the ball first. So this way Mahomes scores. You expect that you then get the ball sudden death with a chance to win it. That's fine. But if that's the case, if you if, if that's your strategy, then you can't settle for a field goal when you have the ball first. You have to try and score a touchdown. If you want the ball first because you're so, I guess, not confident that your defense could be able to stop Mahomes, that you want the ball back for sudden death, then you have to scope for a touchdown on the first possession. You can't settle for the field goal. So I, I, I have to choose to acknowledge that Shanahan knew the rules because he says he did, but I, I think the strategy is very, very seriously flawed. Very flawed. So, that's still dominating all the headlines. The Mahomes stuff, is he the greatest? Shanahan, overtime, embarrassing for the 49ers. What I definitely do not agree with is all the Shanahan can't win big stuff. The three Super Bowls he's lost. One of them as an assistant. Were the two quarterbacks. Brady, Mahomes. Take it easy. He's lost to Brady... And Mahomes, like, what are we doing? It does not take, it does not mean that Kyle Shanahan cannot win big games when the two quarterbacks he has lost to are, like, unanimously considered the all-time greatest. I mean, take a step back for a second. Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. He'll likely be back. So I love telling you guys about all the sponsors we have on the show. By the way, if you're a small business owner or, you know, if you're a large business owner, whatever. But if you're a small business owner and you want to participate, you want to partner, you want to be on Zaslow Show 2.0, I'd love to hear from you. You could always reach out in my direct messages. You could always hit me up there. I mean, all the ladies, my DMs are always open for you. But potential partners, potential sponsors, you could hit me up in the DMs. Or you could always email me, jonathanzaslow at gmail.com. And you know the way it goes. I'm never going to charge you for Zaslow Show 2.0. You know, some podcasts out there, maybe even some local podcasts out there, they'll charge you for stuff. I'm never going to charge you for anything. But the key is, you got to support the sponsors that support the show. That's how we keep this thing going round and round, so that I'm never, ever going to charge you, all right? And of course, one of those sponsors, one of our favorite sponsors, Sheets and Giggles. When Sheets and Giggles joined the show about 10 or 11 months ago, that's when you knew that things for Zaslow Show 2.0 were headed in the right direction. SheetsGiggles.com, where you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are using the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets there are. You're going to get the best sleep of your life. And my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. He's found a way to get us the softest sheets out there and Made from the wood of eucalyptus trees, he's doing it super environmentally friendly as well. So you don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. Sheetsgiggles.com, where you could take advantage on a daily basis of all kinds of sales and promotional opportunities. But if it's your first time going to Sheetsgiggles.com, use promo code ZAZLO. Use promo code ZAZLO at Sheetsgiggles.com, and you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's right, Sheetsgiggles.com. 20% off your first order when you use promo code Zazlow, SheetsGiggles.com. You're going to get the best sleep of your life just like the Zazlow family. Also, speaking of the Super Bowl, 
You know how we enjoy the Super Bowl here in the Zaslow Mansion with the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. Before the game started, I hopped on over to Winn-Dixie, picked up myself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, most delicious beer, European roots with a Caribbean soul. It's a refreshing German lager in a can. It's the only beer we drink here in the Zaslow Mansion, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. You can go to Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas, pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba for yourself, and when you drink at your home, or maybe you're lounging out back, like on the Zaslow Mansion patio, dipping my feet in the Zaslow Mansion pool, I got a nice cold Johnny in my hand, and that's how I always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. All right, so speaking of the Super Bowl, all the NFL stuff. It's Tuesday. Let's get to Twitter Jam. So today's edition of Twitter Jam, yeah, let's keep it moving with the Super Bowl, with the NFL, and specifically with everyone who is critical over Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers and all the overtime stuff. All right, let's get this started here. This first tweet, this is from Awful Announcing. We like Awful Announcing, and they tweet out, Dominique Foxworth has some advice for the 49ers players who admitted they didn't know the new overtime rules. And they attach the clip here, which is Kyle Juszczyk saying he doesn't know, and then they go to the ESPN studio. Here it is. You know what? I didn't even realize that the, the playoff rules were different in overtime, so I, I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really, I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No, we haven't talked about it, no. But that, man, that's, that's uh, I'm not sure what to say. Um, Andy, Why? For, yeah. What are y'all doing? <laughs> for, for the record, Andy hey, over, Reid. Overshare. Over, don't, don't, don't overshare. Don't ever overshare in life. Yeah, I'm a little surprised at how open some 49ers players are to essentially look stupid. And, but really, kind of throw your coach under the bus. Because I'll be honest, and I said this yesterday. When the game went to overtime and actually started, Amber Wilson texted me. She goes, see, uh, the game's going overtime. There hasn't been an overtime game yet this playoff. I knew that was going to be overtime. I text her back, and I also turned to my wife. I go, I don't know the overtime rules. My wife was stunned that I know. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I know the rules. So, but but as a player, it makes your team, it makes your coach look bad. ESPN Radio, I, that's my employer. ESPN Radio tweets out, ESPN Greeny, that's Mike Greenberg, can't understand how multiple 49er players didn't know the new playoff overtime rules. Here's the clip. Chris Jones, defensive player, said afterwards, we knew exactly what our plan was. If we score a touchdown, we're going to go for the two. They had gone through all of the scenarios. How is it possible? Look, Kyle Shanahan, of all people, knows that the Super Bowl can go to overtime. It had only happened once before, and he coached in that game. So... The idea that a game might go to overtime, does it impact? Does it impact anything Kyle Juszczyk does or Eric Armstead does or anyone else who didn't say afterwards, I didn't know? My only answer to that is I really don't know. I don't know if it would have changed anything. But it is at minimum a very bad look that I know the rule and I'm just watching the game on TV. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we are, I think it's a major overreaction. I think it's such an easy media story to latch on to. Like, people like me, people like us, it's so easy for us to get content out of that when 
not the players not knowing the overtime rules. It's such a nothing. It doesn't affect anything. It only affects something if the head coach didn't know. And we don't know if that's the case. We don't believe we don't like his strategy taking the ball first, but that doesn't mean he didn't know. All right. 77 WABC Sports. They are a New York City radio station. And they tweet out here. Arik Armstead said he learned the details of the postseason rule when it was shown on the Allegiant Stadium Jumbotron during a TV timeout after regulation. Okay. And? Like, how does it affect, number one, great, now he knows. But how does it affect the way he plays defense? Because he didn't know that a touchdown to start the game doesn't end overtime? That made him and his defense allow Patrick Mahomes on the second possession of overtime to allow a touchdown? It it doesn't make any sense. Who cares? First take tweets out yesterday. Stephen A. Smith says, It was a smear on the entire organization that the 49er players didn't know the Super Super Bowl overtime rules. Here's the clip. Number one, this particular situation is a smear on the entire organization. It is. And let me tell you why. Number one, you're the coach, Kyle Shanahan. It's your job to make sure you articulate what the situation is, that your players know all the rules they need to know. That's number one. Number two, hold the players accountable. Last time I checked, you can read. Yes. You understand? You, 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 you're playing the game. This is your profession. How in God's name are you going to be post-game at the Super Bowl and talk about you weren't even aware of the circumstances of an overtime game when it's a Super Bowl championship yes. on the line? It just goes to show that folks were asleep at the wheel, at least to some degree. They certainly didn't play that way, especially defensively, because I give them a lot of credit where credit is due. But nevertheless, you cannot have a situation where you're admitting post-Super Bowl that you didn't even know the rules that pertain to overtime. Overtime is sudden death. Overtime is everything is on the line right now. And it's the Super Bowl championship that's on the line. And you're literally saying you weren't aware of it. That is just embarrassing. And that is a negligence of duty. Again, I don't, I don't understand how nobody checks him. How does nobody come back and say, why does it matter? It doesn't matter. All right, this next tweet here is from WFAN Sports Radio, top sports station in the country. Although in Barrett Sports Media, Jason Barrett, we do a sports media segment every other Wednesday. In Barrett Sports Media's rankings the other day, top sports stations, WFAN came in at number two behind the Sports Hub in Boston. But anyway, WFAN, legendary sports radio station, uh, they tweet out here, Tiki goes, Tiki Barber, goes off on the absolute nonsense of the NFL's new playoff Overtime rules. Here's Tiki Barber. The new NFL overtime rule in the playoffs is nonsense. Oh. It's absolute nonsense. Really? Okay. To make the clock mean nothing is nonsense. So you think the clock should have ended the game? The clock has to end the game. I understand why they do it this way because you want to be fair. But it takes all urgency out of football. Some of the greatest moments in the NFL. It's end of half Hail Marys mm-hmm. or end of half urgency to get a f- get in the field goal position. We've got to move the ball 40 yards, get to the 35-yard line, run the kicker out there, kick a field goal. We go into halftime. We have momentum. That's urgency. Why? Because there's a clock ticking down. Let's think about the end of game. You get into overtime in the playoffs, and you take all of that, and you just throw it away. Mm. All right, you're guaranteed a possession. If your possession takes, you know, 22 minutes, good luck 
right? Because guess what? The other team's going to get a possession, too. The clock has no purpose. Like, I hate that. All right, so I agree with Tiki Barber there. Hear me out for a second. Now, obviously, I, I don't agree with, nor do I think he means that it should be like the regular season where overtime ends and the game's over, meaning it's a tie. I don't believe that's what he's saying there. If the game is still tied at the end of that overtime session, you go into a second overtime. But what I think he's talking about there, and, and yeah, like, why is there a clock if it doesn't matter? Like, it's only for, for I guess, timekeeping purposes, you know? But I think what he's saying there, and I agree, is the clock has to mean something. You don't just go into second overtime and you still have the ball where you have the ball. If the overtime period ends and one team is ahead, the game's over. That I agree. That, so the clock matters. Then the Chiefs are going to have to move a little bit quicker on that final possession there. If the 49ers take up, uh, was overtime 10 minutes or 15? I think maybe it was 15. I know in the regular season it's 10, but just for purposes of this argument, let's say it's 15. If the 49ers on their opening drive and they get a field goal, they take 13 minutes off the clock. Okay, the Chiefs do get the football, but there's only two minutes left in overtime. So the strategy becomes not just scoring, but maybe you'd like to take off a lot of time because the other team is going to get the ball, but there is a clock, and the clock means something. So I agree with Tiki Barber there. Next up, this is from Ari Mayrav. He covers the NFL for the 33rd team, FB. Uh, I don't know what that is, but okay. And he tweets out here, multiple 49er players said after the game that they were not aware of the new overtime rules. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have been planning for this scenario, and defensive tackle Chris Jones said they were going to go for two had San Francisco scored a touchdown. Okay, again, again, so what? And Miko Hardman, who scored the winning touchdown, they specifically said he had no idea when he caught the ball that the game was over. He didn't know. Clearly didn't stop the Chiefs from being able to win the game, just like it doesn't stop the 49ers from not being able to win the game. Such a non-story. All right, let's keep it going here. This next tweet is from Chris Vanini. He's a senior writer uh, for The Athletic. Patrick Mahomes says on ESPN that the Chiefs would have deferred, kicked, if they won the... Well, you're not deferring, because when you defer at the beginning of the game, you're deferring your choice to the second half. There's no second half choice in overtime. There's no deferring. Patrick Mahomes said on ESPN that Chiefs would have deferred, kicked, if they won the toss in overtime, so they know what they needed. Quote, we changed the rules. We can execute them both ways. I don't know how they're going to change it this time. Okay. Chris Kaufman... He co-hosts three yards per carry. I think he covers the Dolphins. All right. And he says here, Kyle Shanahan taking criticism for taking the ball with the new playoff OT rules. He should. It was an indefensible strategic call. Made worse by the fact it wasn't communicated well with the rank and file, and it probably lost them the Super Bowl. Aside from that, no big deal. Yes, it did probably lose them the Super Bowl that they took the ball first, but it didn't lose them the Super Bowl because the players didn't all know the rule. Lewis Riddick, ESPN analyst, he says, 49ers players saying they didn't know, were not informed, were not prepared to execute a strategy regarding the playoff overtime rules is blowing my mind. Okay, how were they not prepared to execute a strategy? They have the football, score. They don't have the football, stop. It's not complicated. All right, 
And finally, uh, Clutch Points. Actually, I got a few more here. Clutch Points says, oh, and this is a quote from Miko Ardman. Quote, uh, it's actually Patrick Mahomes. I said, dude, we just won the Super Bowl. He had no idea. He didn't even celebrate at the beginning. Patrick Mahomes on Miko Hardman not knowing the overtime rule in the playoffs and having to remind them that the Chiefs won. Uh, how could they possibly have won? He didn't know the rule. It's so stupid. JT the Brick, legendary sports talk host. He says here, tweets here, 49ers CEO Jed York should conduct an internal investigation today in Santa Clara and every player and coach who didn't understand the overtime rules of the postseason and Super Bowl should be interviewed. Anyone who fails the test should be immediately fired. I didn't think, I don't think it decided the game, but this is an epic embarrassment to the organization. No, I, I mean, it's an epic embarrassment because everyone's talking about it, but they're talking about something that doesn't matter. It shouldn't be an embarrassment. Finally, Carlin versus Joe. Those are my colleagues, Chris Carlin, Joe Fortinball, ESPN Radio. And they tweet out, did Kyle Shanahan know the OT rules? Chris Carlin doesn't think so. Here's Chris Carlin. I'm not sure that Kyle Shanahan even knew the rule in the moment, Joe. I really don't. Because otherwise, having the ball third, I don't care what analytics say, that makes absolutely no sense. You want the ball second to know exactly what you need. Each team's getting the football at least one time, no matter what happens. I think the head coach didn't know what was going on and didn't know about the rule change in the moment, and that's why it hadn't been discussed with his football team. And that right there is another edition of Twitter Jam. Again, I know football's over. We got to you know, fill the time. Believe me, I get it. All right. I'm in the business. But I think we're being a little bit nutty. I do think what Carlin says there is interesting because he he doesn't believe that Shanahan knew. And the evidence in front of you would, you know, there's there's evidence that would tell you. He, he may not have known. But then we're saying that he's a liar. And coaches lie. Players lie. He, he may actually be a liar. I understand the strategy that he went with. I don't agree with the strategy to get the ball third. But that may have indeed been his strategy. All right. So, guys, if you're thinking about getting a new ride, luckily you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 because I'll tell you about the only car dealership I personally endorse. You know I'm going to send you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0. And at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, there's a lot to love this month with incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock, as well as every pre-owned vehicle on their lot. Right now, you can enjoy a relaxed indoor car shopping experience at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, or if you need your current vehicle serviced, you're going to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And did you know that they service all makes and models as well? That's right. So no matter what car you're driving right now, you can get your car serviced with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Plus, all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles, they come with a lifetime warranty, so you know that you're covered. NFLSubaru.com. Go to NFLSubaru.com. You can search from your home. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. The location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. So, big deal or not a big deal. Let's start here. You know my guy, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. He's on first take every Wednesday on ESPN. Legendary sports talk host, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio every afternoon. Yesterday, on his show, Mad Dog Radio, he was heated. 
over the Taylor Swift coverage. Let's do a couple things here now as far as the coverage is concerned. One, uh, you know, Sean joined us there on Thursday and he made a big deal about the 38 seconds that they only showed Taylor Swift in the championship game in Baltimore. They overdid it yesterday. I mean, I don't care if it's only a split second. They must have gone to that suite for Taylor Swift 9,000 times, way over the top. And I'm not one of those. Listen, I think it's too much. I'm not that into it. Uh, I do think that's a caring relationship, which I don't think it's fake. That I like. I've seen it again on the field. I think they do really care. I think there's a future there. But they went to her way way too many times i mean I, I didn't count the amount of shots to that suite and how to be 10 or 12 in the course of the game i mean it's just it's way over the top and sean made it sound like well you only did it for 38 seconds well it's not so much the length it's just going to the all i gotta do is go there for a second and if you only go there 38 seconds that means you could still go there 25 times right each time's a second hey bye there she is oh there she is cut the corner ball there she is Chiefs are driving. There she is. Got her fingers crossed. There she is. I mean, it's just way. It was. It was way too much. I'm going. Not a big deal. You know, they. I think they show the crowd way too often at sporting events. Who would I rather see? Crowd shots of random people, or Taylor Swift? I rather see Taylor Swift. I'm going. Not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about Pat McAfee yesterday on the Pat McAfee show? It's on ESPN. It's also on YouTube. And here, taking a little dig at Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons recently said something about Pat McAfee, and clearly McAfee was not pleased. Uh, I think one of their parlays of Fanduel had like 60,000 mm-hmm. alongside of him. Pretty good. I think Bill Simmons, who has it all figured out, yep, I think yeah. he had like 8,000 yep, people yeah, riding alongside of yep, him. Like 8,300, I think. That's a hit. huge number. Yeah. yeah, did not hit. That's no. really big. Really good, Bill. You still have it. <laughs> I think we had 250,000 yep. people or something like yeah, that. Something like yeah, that. yeah. Oh. keep running your mouth, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> keep running your mouth. I'm going big deal. I'm not sure what the beef is there. I am looking forward to getting more details. Uh, I, I, I heard the clip from Bill Simmons. He was doing like a Pat McAfee impression. I didn't think it was a big deal, but clearly Pat McAfee, he does think it's a big deal. So we're going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So I told you, controversial finish at the end of the Knicks-Rockets game last night. Here's Jalen Brunson postgame trying to avoid that fine. Great call. Next question. What do you feel about your your closeout on that play? It was a great call. Next question. How how do you make sure that an ending like that doesn't sit with you guys? Great call. Next question. Thanks. Oh, wait, Josh. Yeah, I mean, clearly he uh, he's not happy and he doesn't want Adam Silver to take any money. That's a good job out of Jalen Brunson. But it is funny because, like, down the hall, you got a pool reporter talking at Malloy who is saying that they got it wrong. And Jalen Brunson is saying they got it right. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit silly. Finally, big deal or not a big deal, Pearl Jam last night at midnight released their new single... It's called Dark Matter. It's the title track off their album, which comes out in April. Here's a 30-second clip.
that's a big deal, obviously. I like it. I've, that's just a clip. Heard the whole song, obviously. I've listened to it several times. I like it. And what I also... So it's a big deal. And also, they released their U.S. Their, not U.S. They released their world tour dates today. They're doing a bunch of shows in the U.S. West Coast in May. They're doing East Coast in... I think it's September. Back-to-back shows at the Garden. Are we going to... Are the Zazzle boys going to make another trip up to Madison Square Garden? Look, I, I, I'm putting my request with the 10 Club. I'm trying to get both nights. I'll let you know. That would be a big deal. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Okay. All right. So what do we got tonight? Panthers are not back in action until tomorrow. I got to finish watching Monday Night Raw from last night. Only watched like the first half of the show. And, and we got the Heat. Heat are at the Bucks tonight. Very shorthanded, but it is the Bucks on the second night of a back-to-back. Just when it seems like the Heat are getting things going, Butler has got a personal situation. Rozier hurt now. Uh, sucks. It's like we can never get this thing on the tr- on, on, on the tracks. Anyway, th- today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Thanks everyone behind the scenes, always working so hard to put together a great show. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, and right now, You got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.